Hello, welcome to Tone Deaf. This is your host, Tambor Beaker. Zach Schumann. And unfortunately, Ryan Thompson cannot be with us today. But we do have a guest here for an interview. Hello, I'm Alexis Rodriguez. I am talking about a brand new organization that we just started this semester. It is called Hope Through Headphones. And what is the basic goal for Hope Through Headphones? We are using music to raise awareness for students' mental health. So what kind of gave you this idea? I kind of grew up learning about mental illnesses, you know, it was in my family. It was just very much, we learned about it, we learned self-care ways, we learned what resources were available. I also grew up with music, learning how to play guitar, learning how to sing, going to concerts left and right, and just seeing the impact that even just a single song can have on a person is amazing. So I know how much of a community and a safe place is kind of created by music. Are there any uh, lyrics that kind of speak to you that gave you inspiration? I am very much for the depressing lyrics. Me as well. Same. So I listened to a lot of As It Is, the lead singer, Patty, went through just a year-long depression and just wrote throughout the entire year. And their latest album is just heartbreaking. I was speechless. But they have one song from their early days called Can't Save Myself. And it's just like, I can't help the way my mind's just hardwired to hate myself. That just makes me think very much of, you know, it's mental illness. It's not your fault. It's how your mind is set up. It's not you. Mm -hmm. I prefer to use music to help my mental health. One of my favorite lyrics, I feel like it really just explains how I feel most of the time, and it's a song lyric from my favorite musician, John Frusciante, and it's the will to death is what keeps me alive. Instead of the will to live, it's the will to death. Uh, whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger is basically how I look at that line. Simple plan is a big one for a lot of people with a lot of their perfect or he's just apologizing for not being perfect or welcome to my life. A lot of people relate to that one. So I know simple plan is a huge one, but for WooFest and other events, we actually have a list of like 150 some inspiring lyrics, not even the sad ones that you listen to relate to, but the ones that lift you up. And we were just handing them out like candy to everybody. Are there any experiences that you've had in college that have changed your way of looking at things? I think my main experience probably be sophomore year of high school. I was a brat when I was a kid. I thought like if I didn't look at you, I didn't have to talk to you. But then from fourth grade to sophomore year, I just got like more and more just pushed down, realized people were even meaner than I was. And by 10th grade, I was like, look, this isn't okay. Like we need to be nice to each other. Why is that so hard? And I think that was kind of like my pivoting moment of, oh, I'm actually gonna try to be a good person now. I've always been a fairly nice person, but I never really had very many friends uh, throughout my life. I didn't really start making friends until I got to college. So I didn't really have any reason to really talk to anyone at all. But uh, because I didn't have any friends to turn to to talk to, I used music as my coping skill. I remember in fifth grade, I went through a breakup, which, you know, it's fifth grade, it doesn't really matter. I just listened to Linkin Park, Minutes to Midnight on repeat for weeks. I just remember listening to all the lyrics and learning all the lyrics. I don't know why it resonated so much in my young, angsty life, but it did. Fifth grade rebel. Leave out all the rest really hit home. It hits even harder now that Chester's gone. 
Well, and I really think that just kind of speaks to like the power the music has. For me, at least, anytime I listen to like a song that I really relate to, it makes me think, oh, I'm not alone. I'm not the only person experiencing what I'm experiencing. And it, it makes you feel comfortable and not off in your own little world, you know? Like it wasn't a breakup, but when I had the same sort of thing, like a romantic spat, I listened to like Black Rose by Trap and it just spoke at how I felt at the moment. It just made me feel like I wasn't the only one experiencing this sort of thing. I think people don't realize how important music is until they're told how important music is. You're right. Because then they're like, oh, you're right. I did listen to this when I went through that. I did sing this when I was going through that. Then they think about how much music has helped them and they're like, okay, this makes sense. It, it really did help. I remember I ran into you at Warp Tour. Um, Warp Tour was amazing for was. me. <laughs> I uh, I went mostly for movements, which I had seen uh, last summer when they opened for Pierce the Veil, and their lyrics spoke to me so much when I went and saw them that first time. One of their lyrics in their song kept, give me something to believe in, I'll give you something to forget, which basically how I always looked at my childhood because I always looked up to people to like inspire me but I wasn't doing anything to make anyone uh, remember me but now I'm hoping that with what all I'm doing with this podcast and everything that I'm making a name for myself at least I'm hoping so I went to Warped kind of knowing Andy Black mm -hmm. and but the main reason I went to Warped was I had a friend working Warped not even musician and I brought Jim along and he was like I don't know any bands Jim Henry yes and he was like a secret punk person <laughs> but he he came along too. He's like, I don't know any, but let's just check him out. And from there, we found one band who has actually already agreed to helping us, already mm -hmm. been apart, sent in quotes, everything. Stack like pancakes. Yes. And they have one song called Laughing at Me, where it's just him talking about the anxiety he felt, where he's just, why is the whole world laughing at me? I can't go anywhere. Just don't look at me, everything. And so that was the main reason why we're like, yes, yes, we want you guys. Like, you guys are awesome. You guys understand it. And then we listened to a little bit of gospel youth. And so when we went back home, we looked them up and they have all sorts of songs. They're very, very brand new, but you can tell that their main focus in music is mental health. And so Warp Tour for us was, we found all those bands. That was where we really got the idea. We really got pushed forward in creating this was actually Warp Tour. Cause I told my friend about it and she was like, this is an awesome idea. She took me into a couple of the nonprofits tour buses and they were like, yeah, look, here are the steps to do. You can email us along the whole way. This is awesome. And that was when we really got pushed to create this. So Warp Tour for us was a pivot point in this group. <laughs> Is this like a new idea or did you kind of adapt it from something else? We wanted to have the Buddy Project, which is like a Twitter nonprofit, but something happened and they pushed back their campus campaign a bit. And then another Buddy Project came to Washburn. So we were like, okay, well, we still want to do something with students' mental health. We still want to be there to help. We really wanted to talk about education. A lot of people think bipolar is you're happy one minute and upset five minutes later. No. So we're like, we want to educate on bipolar. We want to educate on anxiety, those illnesses that aren't really forgotten about, but kind of don't seem as pushed for self-care as depression and suicide. A lot of mental health issues are misinformed. The public doesn't understand exactly what all of it is. There's always those people that are saying, oh, you're depressed? Well, just don't be depressed. It's not that simple. Perfect cure. Got it. I'm healed. <laughs> not depressed anymore. Wow, you're so good at this. I've struggled with depression most of my life. I've been in therapy probably since I was two years old. 
which I don't understand why any two-year-old needs to go to therapy. I've struggled with anxiety, depression, ADHD, among like many other things, and then people in my family have struggled with other things, like I have an older brother with Asperger's. My dad has a lot of brain damage from seizures and strokes, and so I've seen like his mental state deteriorate over the past 13 years when it started. In a way, I have a lot of hands-on experience dealing with mental health issues just because of what I've had to grow up with. See, we didn't know what I had, so we went through almost every single mental illness until finally they were like, okay, it's bipolar. That was when my family was like, bipolar? No, that can't be it. And so that was when we really learned about bipolar disorder, but we went through every single other disorder before we finally got to bipolar disorder. I remember I was on a bunch of antipsychotic medications uh, all the way from when I was probably eight years old until probably 16 or 17. They just kept adding more on, increasing the dosages, and it was just creating a complete mess in my uh, brain until I finally had like a mental breakdown and told my mom that I just needed to get off of them because it was doing more harm than good. And then, so I eventually went and I got a med wash and in the span of like the next week, I completely was off of all of my antipsychotic medicines. And in eight months, I lost 100 pounds. I remember I went back to school the next year and all the teachers and all the kids were like, are you doing cocaine? Like, how did you lose all this weight? I was like, no, no, all I did was lay on the couch and watch Netflix all summer. Well, I mean, obviously also I got taken off all my medicines. They're like, wow, I need to get put on medicines and get taken off them so I can lose weight. And I was like, no, no, that's not how that works at all. Kind of strikes me odd that a doctor would prescribe an eight-year-old antipsychotics. Yeah, it was mostly for anxiety back then. And then okay. probably when I was, 12 was when I first got put on medicine for depression. I've been on ADHD meds probably since I was nine. That's way too young to start anyone. How do you think um, music can help better educate people on, on mental health? It's memorable. People can connect with the lyrics. Also, they can learn about stuff within the lyrics as well. The music in itself connects people to other people that can also educate and inform. A lot of some of my closest friends I've made through bands or through music, and they have taught me so much about life just because people that are so into music just have this mindset of, you know, I want to connect, I want to help, I want to be a part of something. That's at least what it seems like to me. When are you planning on starting up the meetings and when will those be held? Almost all of our meetings will be every other Thursday. Just since we're brand new, we don't know what all we'll have to talk about yet. So every other Thursday at 7 p.m. in the Blair Room. We are definitely wanting to give students safe places to express themselves. So that's including like support groups where we can just sit and talk to each other. A lot of us officers have already kind of accidentally taken on a bit of a mentor position for the newer students. They're just the ones there for them, but also poetry slams. And I've even talked to Black Student Union already about including them with diversity and mental health, just like one giant slam of poetry and then open mic nights as well. It's always good to mix the different organizations on campus because mm -hmm. a lot of organizations just kind of stick to themselves and some of them don't even advertise their events and then get upset when you don't go to them. What's really cool is a lot of people in Hope Through Headphones are already fairly involved. Mm -hmm. So like I am speaking at a Greek chapter tonight because our treasurer is in that chapter and I'm speaking at another one because our vice president is in that chapter. And then so many people are in different clubs that they're reaching out. We have a few more band students because one band student made an announcement to the rest. I mean, we just turned in our paperwork and we have 57 people in the group chat. So even just word of mouth is 
awesome with how well we are able to market everything. We are trying to have a big concert carnival next semester, late April or early May, but so probably late April of just trying to raise enough money to eventually turn this into a nonprofit organization. There are some friends over at KU who are like, yo, as soon as we can, we want to have a branch of this at KU too. Mm -hmm. So just really trying to be able to expand it to other universities. I'm still excited because we even have the goal of not next summer, but the summer after that, hopefully having a tent at our local warp tour. That's our earliest big goal. I've been thinking of possibly trying to set up some sort of a music festival with just local bands in the uh, Topeka, Kansas City, Lawrence area where we could kind of showcase all the talent and even have an open mic where just solo artists or just people who are just trying to get started, but I just don't know how to go about doing that. We have a lot of local talent, yeah, like a very surprising amount of local yeah. talent. I mean, Kara's Cup has open mic nights and I'm just blown away. The legendary Trap always has bands there. I have a group chat that I kind of just shoved a bunch of random people that don't know each other but I know, like are all aspiring musicians that all are pretty talented and I just have them all in there so that they can kind of get to know each other and we can maybe eventually form something out of it. That would be awesome. I am really lucky in that I had my internship for Mammoth Entertainment, mm -hmm. who are the ones that put on concerts, they do all the social media, yep. and so I kind of saw the back end and I can hit up my old resources and be like, hey, please help me with this. Yeah. Please assist. The music festival would be a really good thing just to like showcase local talent and kind of just help exemplify the message that you're trying to bring. We've already started thinking about it. And so we're hoping that all the artists that couldn't go up will have at least one thing to say about the importance of mental health. So they can, besides just playing music, can also kind of give words out and talk about that throughout the thing as well, just to keep the idea of this is why we're doing this. This is why we are here. I am always open. We have our Twitter, at Hope T Headphones. My phone number is out on every flyer. It's very open. I've actually started answering my phone now because of that. But we have that. We have a group chat. If anyone's in the group chat, they can put you in. But really, we're open for anybody. Just call me, text me, if you want to reach me. Well, call me, maybe. See, you went that song. I was going Kim Possible with it. I'm kind I, of I, disappointed. I, I, also, our faculty advisor is Dennis Etzel, who's in the English department. Yes. And so he is already telling his students about it, is already talking to them. He is open for it, too. He's already pointed a couple students my way. Honestly, almost anybody in WSGA, if you ask them about it, they have helped us in some way or another. They can connect you to it. We're kind of everywhere. I love Dr. Etzel. I took English 300 with him. He is very excited about it. I only met him once, but he seems like he's, yeah, no, he's really awesome and into yeah, it. He's really energetic and he's a good guy. I'm excited for it. See what he can do with it. Again, this was Alexis Rodriguez with Hope Through Headphones. Meetings will be every other Thursday at 7 p.m. in the Blair Room in the LLC. And if you want to contact her, the Twitter handle for Hope Through Headphones is at Hope T Headphones. We hope to get as many people to join as possible and yeah. Make this be a thriving organization. I mean, I'm excited for it, and I hope everybody else who joins is just as excited. Again, thank you for tuning in to Tone Deaf with Tambor. And Zach. Thank you again, Lexi. Thank you, guys. Thanks for coming on. I love Kim Possible, <laughs> but I also enjoy Carly Rae Jepsen, so I'm not a real person. You can quote me on that.